Hello and welcome to episode 720 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. It is my pleasure to be with you this evening. My name is Terrence M. Stanton. We are recording on Tuesday, November 21st, 2023, in the year of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us begin with the Tuesday prayer to the Blessed Virgin Mary to obtain a good death by St. Alphonsus Liguri. O Mary, how shall I die? Even now that I think of my sins and of that decisive moment on which my salvation or eternal damnation depends, of that moment in which I must expire and be judged, I tremble and am confounded. O my most sweet mother, my hopes are in the blood of Jesus Christ and in thy intercession. O comfortress of the afflicted, do not then abandon me. Cease not to console me in that moment of so great affliction. If I am now so tormented, by remorse for sins committed, the uncertainty of pardon, the danger of relapse, and the rigor of divine justice. What will become of me then? Unless thou helpest me, I shall be lost. Ah, my lady, before death, obtain me great sorrow for my sins, thorough amendment, and fidelity to God during the remainder of my life. And when my last moment arrives, O Mary, my hope, help me in the great distress in which I shall then be. Encourage me, that I may not despair at the sight of my sins, which the devil will place before me. Obtain that I may then invoke thee more frequently, so that I may expire with thy most sweet name and that of thy beloved Son on my lips. Nay more, my lady, but forgive my boldness. Before I expire, do thou come thyself and comfort me with thy presence. Thou hast granted this favor to so many of thy devout servants. I also desire and hope it. I am a sinner, it is true. I do not deserve so great a favor. But I am thy servant, love thee, and have full confidence in thee. O Mary, I shall expect thee. Do not disappoint me of this consolation. At least, if I am not worthy of so great a favor, do thou help me from heaven, that I may leave this life, loving God and thee, to love thee eternally in paradise. Amen. Today, friends, with it being the feast of the presentation of the Blessed Virgin Mary, we're going to take a look at some more information about this feast from the excellent traditional Catholic website, fisheaters.com. Once again, I believe the author chooses to remain anonymous. Um, She is a woman, and she does a lot of excellent work, and I wanted to share this with you today. On November 21st, the Church recalls the presentation of the Blessed Virgin at the Temple when Mary's parents, St. Anne and St. Joachim, took her to the temple to devote her to God and his service, as recounted in the Proto-Evangelium of St. James. And unto the child her months were added, and the child became two years old. And Joachim said, Let us bring her up to the temple of the Lord, that we may pay the promise which we promised, lest the Lord require it of us, and our gift become unacceptable. And Anna said, let us wait until the third year that the child may not long after her father or mother. And Joachim said, let us wait. And the child became three years old. And Joachim said, call for the daughters of the Hebrews that are undefiled and let them take every one a lamp and let them be burning that the child turn not backward and her heart be taken captive away from the temple of the Lord. And they did so until they were gone up into the temple of the Lord. And the priest received her and kissed her and blessed her and said, The Lord hath magnified thy name among all generations. In thee 
In the latter days shall the Lord make manifest his redemption unto the children of Israel. And he made her to sit upon the third step of the altar. And the Lord put grace upon her, and she danced with her feet, and all the house of Israel loved her. The priest who received her was, according to tradition, Zachary, the father of St. John the Baptist. The Gospel of the Nativity of Mary. And Archbishop Jacobus de Varane's 13th century golden legend both relate the tradition that she ascended the 15 steps to the temple unassisted from the latter. And then when she had accomplished the time of three years and had left sucking, they brought her to the temple with offerings. And there was about the temple, after the 15 psalms of degrees, 15 steps or degrees to ascend up to the temple, because the temple was high set. And nobody might go to the altar of sacrifices that was without, but by the degrees. And then Our Lady was set on the lowest step and mounted up without any help, as she had been of perfect age. And when they performed their offering, they left their daughter in the temple with the other virgins, and they returned to their place. And the Virgin Mary profited every day in all holiness and was visited daily of angels and had every day divine visions. Each of those 15 steps is related to one of the gradual Psalms, Psalms 119 through 133 in the Vulgate and Douay, Psalms 120 to 134 in Bibles with Masoretic numbering. The Songs of Ascent, which St. Athanasius recommends when you are pressing forward, forgetting the things you've left behind. The Old Covenant Levite priests would pray these psalms as they ascended into the temple to make their sacrifices, and the faithful of the Old Covenant would pray them when going into Jerusalem for the three pilgrim, three pilgrimage festivals, the Feast of Pesach, or Passover, Saku, Pentecost, and Sukkot, Tenths. Before the changes made by Pope Pius X, they also formed part of the divine office, being prayed throughout Vespers and Compline. Perhaps Our Lady herself prayed a sort of divine office. The golden legend says, Jerome saith in an epistle to Chromatius and to Heliodorus that the Blessed Virgin Mary had ordained this custom to herself that from the morning unto the hour of terse, she was in horizon and prayer. And from terse unto nones, she entered to her work and from known she ceased not to pray. The figure of the Ark of the Covenant, which was hidden away by the prophet Jeremiah, is fulfilled in Our Lady, and the Ark is restored when she entered into the temple. As St. Germanus wrote, and you can read the full sermon below if you'd like to go to fisheaters.com, Rejoice, most blessed Mary, the holiest of the holy ones, higher than the heavens, more glorious than the cherubim, and more honorable than the seraphim, more blessed than all of creation. You are the dove who bears the olive branch to us in your glorious and splendid entry into the temple, announcing a saving refuge from the spiritual deluge. The wings of a dove covered with silver, its pinions with green gold. Struck by the lightning of the all-holy and illuminating spirit, the all-gold container who bore Christ, the mana, the sweet sweetness of our souls. With St. John Damason, let us dance in spirit with David. Today the ark of God is at rest. With Gabriel, the great archangel, let us exclaim, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Hail, inexhaustible ocean of grace. Hail, soul refuge in grief. Hail, cure of hearts. Hail, through whom death is expelled and life is installed. 
Mary remained in the temple until she was 12 years old. Note that this feast, along with the Feast of the Nativity of Mary, September 8, and the Feast of the Most Holy Name of Mary, September 12, parallel the Christ-centered Feast of the Nativity of Christ, December 25, the Feast of the Holy Name, early January, and Candlemas, or Feast of the Presentation, February 2. Customs. Today, we not only commemorate Our Lady's presentation in the temple and her service to God, but also the cloistered life in general. It's customary today to pray for those who devoted their lives to praying for us, the religious, especially the contemplative religious. This prayer for religious vocations written by Pope Pius XII serves the cause beautifully. O Lord Jesus Christ, sublime model of all perfection, thou art ever urging onward all privileged souls in their high aspiration towards the goal of religious life. And moreover, thou dost also strengthen them through the powerful force of thy example and the efficacious influence of thy grace so that they may be able to follow thee in such a noble way of life. Grant then that many, recognizing thy sweet inspirations, may have the will to correspond with them by embracing the religious state and so enjoy in it thy special care and tender predilection. Grant in like manner that there may never be wanting those angels of thy charity who will represent thee day and night at the cradle of the orphan, at the bedside of the suffering, by the side of the aged and the sick, who perhaps have no one on earth to whom they may look for sympathy and a helping hand. Grant that humble schools like lofty pulpits may ever re-echo thy voice, teaching the way to heaven and the duties proper to each one's state in life. May no land, ever so wild and remote, be deprived of the preaching of the gospel, whereby the invitation is extended to all peoples to enter into thy kingdom. Increase and multiply the flames which are to spread throughout the world, that fire in which the immaculate holiness of thy church is to shine forth in all its splendor. May there flourish in every place gardens of chosen souls who by contemplation and penance make reparation for the sins of men and invoke thy mercy upon them. Grant that the continuous self-sacrifice of these hearts, the snow-white purity of these souls, and their eminent virtues may keep ever alive the perfect example of the children of God, which thou didst will to make manifest to men by thy coming into this world. To these armies of thy dearly beloved souls send a large number of good vocations, souls steadfast and firm in the resolve to make themselves worthy of their high calling and to become a credit to the holy institute to which they aspire by exact religious, religious observance, by diligence in prayer, by constant mortification, and by the perfect conformity of their will with thine in all things. Enlighten, O Lord Jesus, many generous souls, with the fiery glow of the Holy Spirit, who is substantial and eternal love. And by the powerful intercession of thy most dear Mother Mary, stir up and preserve in them the fire of thy love. Under the glory of the Father and the same Holy Spirit, who together with thee live and reign forever and ever. Amen. Other things you can do to help bring about religious vocations and support traditional religious orders. Talk to your children, grandchildren, nieces, and nephews about possible religious or priestly vocations they might have. Make sure they know about the religious or priestly life as a sound option for many. Learn about the different religious orders and teach your children. 
and there's a link given in introductory page, The Religious Life. Commit to making a holy hour for the purpose of invigorating the religious life. Devote your Friday penances or other penances for the good of those in religious life and for an increase in religious and priestly vocations. Invite your family to do the same. Take your kids to visit traditional monasteries. Teach your kids about saints who are members of religious orders. Indulge any interest your children might have in playing at being religious or priests. Buy or make them nun or monk costumes to play in. Get them nun dolls or paper dolls. Buy or make for interested sons toy mask kits so they can play at being priests, etc. Show your children good movies that include nuns and brothers. For priestly vocations, encourage your sons to serve at the altar at Mass. For priestly vocations, invite your priest to dinner and holiday gatherings with your family. Know his birthday and ask your children to send him cards, including his intentions and welfare in your family's prayers. Always show him the appropriate amount of respect for his office, etc. Treat him as your true spiritual father. Adopt a traditional priestly fraternity to support if you're able. Adopt a traditional religious order to financially support and or send gifts, Christmas cards, etc. And include your children in this. If you're wealthy, remember traditional priestly societies and religious orders in your wills. Ask for the intercession from the following saints. Alphonsus de Liguri, patron of vocations. Saints Benedict and Teresa of Avila, patrons of the religious. Saints John Vianney and Therese of Lisieux, patrons of priests. To learn more about the importance and purpose of the contemplative religious orders, see the mission of the contemplative orders PDF and a hyperlink is given. Excellent advice from the purveyor of fisheaters.com. Let's pray, friends, for holy vocations to the priesthood and religious life and certainly stir that, or I should say steer them to the traditional religious orders such as the Society of St. Pius X, the Institute of Christ the King, Sovereign Priest, and the Priestly Fraternity of St. Peter. Let us conclude by once again mentioning Helping Autism Through Learning and Outreach, available on the web at halo-soma.org. Also, please tune in to episode... 277 and episode 548 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast for more information about RPM. That is an acronym for Rapid Prompting Method, a system of communication for non-speakers. Before my niece was eight years old, we didn't even know her favorite color. Now, thanks to God's grace and her hard work and that of her family, with RPM, we know that she's a comprehensive genius who composes music very gifted in regards to mathematics and foreign languages. She's a poet. All of these things are the blessings that have come about through RPM. And just like sign language was a revolutionary breakthrough in terms of being able to communicate for the deaf, uh, Braille in terms of being able to read for the blind, RPM has been that big for non-speakers. But still, many people do not know about it. And you can't use a tool unless you're aware of its existence. Imagine how frustrated and sad you would be if you couldn't talk at all with your family and no way of communicating with them. That's where thousands and thousands, actually, who, who knows? Well, only the good Lord knows how many non-speakers are in this situation. RPM 
takes them out of this prison of silence, brings them out into the world of open communication where they belong, as I've said before, and I'll say many times in the future, communication is a human right. And RPM, help my niece, can help non-speakers that you know or family and friends who have non-speakers in their families. So please get that information out there and may God richly bless you for it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. Please tune in again tomorrow. Goodbye and God love you.